What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 109. On this episode, we are first joined by Koopy to talk about books and all the books she read in October. Uh, and then we go over a couple TV shows we've watched. And then the second half of the episode, my friend and fraternity brother, Jay, uh, also patron co-producer of the podcast, comes on. We just do a little fraternity stories, talk about uh, him crashing a school bus. Sounds fucking traumatic. And then we end the episode with a world premiere of a song from our friends, Orbius and AP Sedition. So uh, thanks for checking us out. What up? We're joined by Koopy. Hello. Which means book talk. Book talk. Bookstagram. So we'll get to it here at the beginning. So we got Jay coming on here at the end. Um, the last couple months, I feel like you were just kind of down on your lack of reading. I know. I was really overwhelmed with work, I think. All right. And so you really stepped it up this month. Yes. I knew if I was going to get to my goal of 60, I needed to do better. Right. And so I'm still kind of I'm kind of back down to where I'm like, oh no, I don't know if I'm going to get there because I'm not as motivated right now. Right, like today, I don't know if you read at all. No, I haven't read in several days. Oh, it's been several days. Uh, so this, so if anyone's new to the podcast, uh, at once a month, normally at the beginning of the month, you come on and tell us all the books you've read the month before. Yes. Give a little synopsis for two reasons. One, if people like reading, they can check out these books themselves. If people like me don't like reading, you can pretend you know about these books to people <laughs> and trick them. So that's the benefit. And uh, just to say, if you don't like reading, I'm just going to say this. You probably haven't found the right book because there's a book out there for everyone. Right. Well, I think some people literally aren't uh, good enough at reading to for it to probably be enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I think, a lost art. Right. I mean, I kind of think of, um, for, I mean, like there's certain video games that I'm like, oh, the story's so good. But if I handed it to you, you know, like you would have so much difficulty maybe getting through it that the story, you're like, I don't care. And I think about that with reading sometimes. I think some people just are so bad at it. They're like, well, what's a gherkin? You know, shit like that. But anyway. <laughs> just, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think reading's hard. Well, of course you don't. You like reading. Anyway, so you have <laughs> seven books. Six books, one of them is a graphic novel, so seven total. Seven total. Okay, so let's just get to it. What's the first book? First book is the final book in a series that I talked about last month called The Nevernight Chronicles, and the final book is Dark Dawn, and the series is written by Jay Kristoff. Yeah, it has a cool cover. Mia Corvere is an assassin, and she's been seeking revenge on the people who murdered her family for two books prior and in the third book you know she's finally coming to an end and it's got really cool characters like mr kindly and eclipse which are these shadow demons that assist her in her revenge plots uh you meet this little boy this younger brother of hers which is kind of cool she, that uh they have kind of like he hates her at first and then he grows to love her so you get to know more about like her background and family and you know, things aren't always what she thought. I don't right. want to give away spoilers because it is the final book in a series, but it's really good. Um, it's bloody. It has a lot of sex. 
it's LGBT friendly, you know, that's right. a thing these days. It's a heathen book. Yes. So if you are under the age of 18, I am not necessarily uh, saying you should go out and buy this book, but I'm saying if you are a mature reader. I think of a teenager's reading books, they're probably mature. I have some uh, kids in class that have talked about wanting to read this book series, but I just don't feel right passing it out to them. Like, just go get it from the library. Right. (laughs) But it's a very famous, and this is a signed first edition, so that's cool. I have two of those. Hell yeah! So fucking balling in the book world. In case people don't know, that a dot treasury dot of dot books on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram check out world. my page, Bookstagram. It's a whole thing. It is. Um, all right, what's the next book? The Bone Houses by Emily Lloyd Jones, and this was the Owl Crate Book of the Month. Um, for September. And so I read it at the beginning of October, but it is inspired by Welsh mythology. And it's kind of like the story of this girl named Rin, whose father is dead. Her mother is dead. It's just her and her siblings in this little shack. Uh, and they take care of a graveyard. But the problem is, is the dead keeps coming back to life and they're, attacking the villages and so the bone houses are like zombies so it's like a zombie story right uh, but there's also a romance and adventure and fairy tale so and i know you're not a big zombie fan so no i'm not like a big zombie like zombies when it comes to movies and stuff none of the characters are actually zombies like they're killing they're like trying to put the dead to rest so i don't really it's hard to like care about a zombie right I don't know. Maybe they're more like whites, which I guess are kind of like zombies. They're more like just, they're bone houses. They're skeletons walking around. That's kind of how I envisioned them. With like a little bit of flesh. And most of them have been dead for a while. Like they have like armor and stuff. They're knights. I don't want to give too much away on that. But it's a really good story. It's a um, standalone. So you don't have to be too committed to like a series. Right. It, but it's YA, so it's appropriate for all readers. Well, cool. And it has a cool cover, too. It does. It's, all right. So what is goal. the third book? The third book was one I um, didn't really care for, to be honest. It's called The Haunting of Hill House right. by Shirley Jackson. And I think, what was it, last year the show came out? On whenever, Netflix. Whenever the Netflix show came out, we very much hopped it up. We I loved, liked we it. We were very big fans. The Netflix, this is probably the one case where I would say the show is better than the book. Right. It was written in 1959, and I like old books, so I'm not saying, like, the year matters. Right. But it's definitely not... As exciting as I thought a horror book would be, it's supposed to be like one of the greatest supernatural, like ghost stories. But I didn't really get spooked by it. Right. I don't know. Well. Eh. Anyway. I think I give it. Hey, two, I think I give happens. it two stars. Right. It happens. You know, you read yeah. so many books, can't all be winners. But if you like classic horror, it's supposed to be really good. And maybe I just wasn't. In the, mood. in the mood, after reading The Bone Houses, I re- loved it so much that maybe I sh- should have read this one first. I don't know. Right. Sometimes it's just about the order you read books in. Right. And then after that, it looks like you switch it up with your graphic novel. Yes. I was trying to get through books quickly. 
And this one um, had been all over Bookstagram, and it looked really cute. It's called Pumpkin Heads, and it's written by Rainbow Rowell, who is a very famous writer. And Faith Erin Hicks did the illustration. She's the author of Friends with Boys, which I haven't read, but it says that on the cover, so it must be well-known to some. Right. Um, But it's a really cute story of this boy named Josiah and a girl named Deja, and they work together at this pumpkin patch and they work it every fall or something. They like, it's like a big deal in their community or whatever. And Josiah has had a crush on the, this girl who works at some other booth and has never talked to her all these years. And Deja's like, I'm not going to let you go off without having given it a shot. So it's like a good story of friendship and like changes and going off in the world and being scared of like losing, you know, touch with people back home and things like that but it's really cute and it's also lgbt friendly most books are these days i think it's a requirement for books to get published (laughs) well maybe in the ya world they want to make sure that everybody feels included right so um it was really cute it has beautiful pictures so if you like a seasonal reads you should pick this up next fall right i would say because i mean it takes place on halloween the last night of they look like pumpkin farmers. So Yeah, that's a uniform they all have to wear at the pumpkin patch. Gotcha. So that it's really cute. All right. What was the next one? I know the next one you really like. I did. This one is called The Dark Descent of Elizabeth Frankenstein, and it's by Kirsten White. And I've heard about this book for a couple of years now. And um, I knew I wanted to read it in October because obviously Frankenstein, it just seems like a natural fit. Right. So I had to wait until the right time and I picked it up this year. And it's like Elizabeth Frankenstein's reimagining of the story. And so you get to meet like Victor as a young boy and he's like a weird serial killer sociopath as a weird child. And... Um, it's just her perspective of everything that went hap- everything that happened in the Frankenstein book. So I wouldn't say you have to have read Frankenstein to enjoy it, but since I have read it and I really do like it, for right. me it was like double the pleasure, double the fun. I really liked it a lot. Right. And I mean, you really yeah, you seem to really enjoy it. When you're I think it. it would be a really cool mini series, like for some PBS to do. Shout out to PBS. I love PBS. Right. Yeah, but a Penny Dreadful ain't making it. You know, I don't know if anything else in that world would. Penny Dreadful was pretty cool. Yeah, that was HBO. Showtime. Oh, okay. Penny Dreadful was good. Yeah. Too bad they ended it. But I really liked it a lot. I could really picture like every scene. It was creepy, atmospheric, beautifully written. And so I had already had the ev- another book by the same author, um, Kirsten White also wrote a book series. Um, it's called And I Darken. And it's inspired by... Right, and you read this next, actually. Yeah, this was my next book. So after I read the first Kirsten White book, I was like, I should read another one because I liked it so much. And I already had this one. Right. And so it's um, a retelling of Vlad the Impaler, the Dracula family... Drac- Drac- family right. in Transylvania. Um, but it's a gender swap version. So instead of Vlad, she's Lada. Um, but it's really good. If you know this story of 
the Ottoman Empire, it probably helps you get through it a little bit more. Right. Because um, I actually don't know a lot about the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, and so I've learned a lot through reading this book. Um, but it's really, really good. The um, girl character is just fierce warrior. You know, she doesn't she doesn't fit normal gender roles because she's actually based on a male. So right. that makes sense that she's not like a beautiful, dainty princess. She goes and she takes back her land is kind of like the trope of the three books. Right. So I just finished the first one. But um, I do plan on continuing the series. I liked it a lot. Um, has um, multiple perspectives. It also has her brother's perspective of everything that's going on. Right. And they're very different characters. So it's kind of like a nice balance between fierce and dainty because her brother is actually gay. Like that's like a thing in history too. Yeah. Radu Dracul. He was Dra- Radu the handsome or Radu the fair, something like that. And right. I don't know if um, he's a little Renly Baratheon, if you will. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if this is something in history, but I'm guessing. So I don't know. He eventually gets, I think with the Prince of, uh, I don't know, all these countries. And then their bloodline died. Yeah, I guess. Bulgaria, uh, I don't know, the Ottoman Empire. But it was really good. And not. it was definitely not what I expected. Because you think like, oh, Dracula family retelling, it might have some fantasy mixed in. Right. Because it actually says fantasy on the back. But there's no fantasy. There's like no magic. There's no magic. It's just, I mean, it has a gender swap, which would be like the only... Right, magical thing happening. Yeah, I don't know. But it's really good. I would say it's historical fiction. Right. All right, and what was the last book of the month? The last book of the month was the fifth book in a series that I read last, last year. Yeah. And then I kind of got tired of it after a while. I mean, it, right. I, I read four books in Sarah the Sarah J. Mass is someone who wrote all these books you really liked, and then you gave it a break. Yeah, I read her A Court of Thorns and Roses trilogy first and fell in love with her work. And then I picked up Throne of Glass second and it just didn't quite live up to the other series. The other series. And so it was harder for me to get. I read the first four pretty steady. And then once I finished the fourth book, I kind of needed a break. So I finally got back to the, I want to finish the whole series before the end of the year. I felt like I needed to do that. Um, so Empire of Storms is the fifth book in the Throne of Glass series. Technically, it's the sixth if you include Assassin's Blade, but some people... But who, do, who does, really? <laughs> you know? It's not... It wasn't originally published first, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, it's this epic series, and obviously it's book five, so there's a lot of stuff that you kind of need to know going into it. Um, but the main character is a girl named um, Alien Galathinius, and she is the queen, or she should be the queen of Terrison, but she isn't, and so she's been basically trying to get back her throne, and she has a ragtag team of misfits helping her along the way, and there's a lot of characters who've been working on meeting up to each other to go into this final epic battle, you know, and so finally these characters collide in this book, um, that you've been following throughout the series. And so that's cool because it's finally like, okay, we're getting somewhere. It's, we're about to 
get to the end of the story. But then the next book in this series, which I plan on getting through in November, is like a whole other spinoff book of another character. So it kind of diverts from the plot again. Right. And then you come to the final book in the series. So I still have two more to go in this series, but a lot of people absolutely love it. I just don't think it lives up to the other series I read. So it's good, but it's not Akatar. I understand. I mean, it's kind of like uh, Orson Scott card for me. I really enjoyed the Ender Enderverse. So there's like six or seven Ender Games books. And I also enjoy the Alvin Maker series. It's cool, but it's not like as cool as the Enderverse right. series, even though it's the same author. So. Right, yeah. They're just, they just have a totally different feel and everything. I don't know. But that's those are the books I read. Seven I got through. And if you made it through all seven of those... Uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for sticking with us. <laughs> um, let's see. We won't go deep into it in case I need you to come back on the podcast again. But we've watched a lot of TV. Should we just start Atypical Season 3? Oh, it's cute. Um, we finished Ozark Season 2. Yeah, that was proud really of good. Us on that. And there was something else we finished, I felt like, recently. We finished Gemstones. In Succession, yeah. In Succession. We'd been watching those as they aired. I thought there was another binge one. Maybe we didn't. Um, but anyway, so doing some good TV watching. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm watching some. Oh, I yeah. Finished, that, that shows what I was thinking. Of, I yeah. finished A Discovery of Witches, which is a book series <laughs> yeah. I read uh, last year. And the show has been out for a while, but I haven't watched it because it's not available anywhere for free. But I finally pulled the trigger and bought it on Halloween because it's A Discovery of Witches and binge watched those the last two days which is why i haven't read any books yeah it happened so you enjoyed yeah, it sometimes you just need a break and i haven't felt 100 percent, so it's hard sometimes for sure but good show it's on available through prime if you pay 20 dollars. <laughs> yeah my take was I and mean, when it wasn't bad um i just think it's made for people who have read the books yeah like maybe. i don't I just think there's a lot of like, well, why is this? Ha-? There's a lot of shit that they just don't talk about. Cause it's like, who cares? Watch the love story. And it's like, well, for me, I'm the yeah. type that I'm like, I want to know about the world. Well, if you read the book, you definitely get the history and all the lore and all that. It's like a 700-page book. So there's right. plenty there, but they crammed it all into eight episodes. Right. So that was one thing. I mean, you could be there and explain it to me. And I think it's a lot of complaints people have with Game of Thrones are like, well, how do you know who these people are, a person that read the book? And you're like, because they're sigil. <laughs> but, you know, but if you haven't read it, you're like, I don't know any of this shit. So, because they didn't really go out of their way to explain some yeah, stuff. Yeah, I haven't read, read Game of Thrones, which is something I'm kind of ashamed of. So I do need to get to that maybe in 2020. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, man, we'll see. Yeah, I, I've heard, actually, speaking of that, uh, there was a rumor pop up on Reddit or somewhere I saw that. The Winds of Winter is within nine months of being out. That's oh. the rumor at the moment. Oh. Um, I would like, if it did come out, I would totally invest in a box set. Yeah. And get it and read them all. Yeah, so all of my copies of the five Game of Thrones books, the fifth one's, I guess, in pretty decent shape, but the other four are all like one and a half dollars on eBay copies of the book that I bought at the time, and they're rough. And you like the mass market paperback, which yeah, I I'm like, do not. let's get the sh- shitty square thick ones. It's yeah. good with me. No, I I use I don't mind a paperback, but I like the standard paperback. But a hardback is just feels nicer in your hands. Yeah. Let us know, paperback or hardback, which do you prefer? All right. Well, thanks for coming on.
Thanks for having me. All right, peace. <laughs> Bye. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. What up? And we are joined by Jay. Hello, hello. Um, we still don't have a nickname for you. Do you have a cool nickname you want? Dude, I kind of dig that whole Auschwitz thing. I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, but Jay Auschwitz. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we'll have to get into those stories eventually. Um, probably pretty quickly. I don't know what else we'll even talk about. Um, but Auschwitz seems slightly offensive. But yeah, I guess. only because you're not <laughs> Jewish. Maybe if you were, actually, that might make it not offensive. I don't know. We need some Jewish listeners. I'm sure we have plenty uh, to let us know about it. Um, so anyway, patreon.com slash podcast with Mo. Um, the reason I'm asking you a nickname is because you're a patron that's a co-producer that gets shouted out, and my mom, and Pow Wow, and Marshall, and Hurricane Haynes. See, Hurricane likes to be called Hurricane Haynes, which I still say I think happened after we hung out with him, but he acted like yeah. it was like all right in there. So yeah. he was on an episode. He explained it. Someday you'll have to come back, Hurricane, if you're listening still. Um, all right, Jay, so... Uh, me and you were in a pledge class together. Yeah, Gamma Zeta, that's right. Um, we were in the PiCap fraternity, and Gamma Zeta was our pledge class. And, uh, you know, you hung out like me and Pow Wow, who's been on here. I'm trying to give me other people that have been on here. I guess that's really it in our pledge class that comes on. And uh, anyway, we were best of pals back in the day. Did all kinds of fun stuff. Like you got drunk on a float trip and got a damn ticket. The only one who got a ticket and the only one who paid it. Yeah, everyone else gave false information. Yeah, That's so we'll start bullshit. there. So when I met Jay, was really the first weekend. I would say as part of the float trip. So there used to be this thing our fraternity would do. Uh, we would float the Illinois River in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, uh, like the first weekend of school or college like, school. Yeah, right? it was either when college, like that first week after, like right when they started. Yeah, and then I, you start Monday. So it was like, like that the weekend f- before. Yeah. So anyway, we would, we'd do that. So. Uh, we go up there. I remember on the drive up there riding with Johnny A and uh, drinking fucking some pink-ass tequila. I don't remember what it was called at this exact moment. And then people passing liquor back and forth between moving cars on the interstate. And me being like, holy fuck, people are stupid as shit in this fraternity. I remember having those thoughts that day. Uh, I don't really remember the trip. I think I took a nap. Mm-hmm, okay. I think I napped the whole way. I don't even remember who I rode with up there. Or I remember, back, and I was lost like the whole way because I I never came to Ada ever. So this is my first time. Ever you, from, you were from Maysville, right? Which isn't that yeah. far away. Uh, about an hour, a little less than an hour, something yeah. like that. Um. So anyway, I remember we go to this flow trip. Me and Johnny Air listen a lot of Soldier Boy because that's that time period. Right, we're doing a mm-hmm. lot of Yah bitch Yah and stuff is on the radio, and we make it there. We float the river. Uh, darkness makes uh, darkness is a fraternity brother of ours. Uh, he makes this drink called Rum Runners, which uh, if I remember correctly. Is dark rum, clear rum, sunny delight, maybe pineapple juice. Yeah, he got super pissed at me because he had like a it was like a carrying pouch. Yeah, and he kept carrying it everywhere, and like I would keep going over to it and kept taking drinks out of that. And he's like, "Would you get the fuck out of here? Like, leave it alone." <laughs> I remember you got really drunk. You tried to drown yourself. No, no, that's bullshit. Maybe not try to drown no, yourself, but I, you were like, "No, watch this," and you put your head under the water for a long time. <laughs> I was like, well, that's dumb. 
And then I tried to, I had a life jacket on when we saw the Rangers and I attempted to jump out of the back of a raft to just float away and Rebbit grabbed me and pulled me back in. Right. So, um, as we're floating down this river, for whatever reason, we do like the goddamn 12 mile instead of six or whatever the hell we did way too long. Uh, cops are just standing on the land and they're like, Hey, y'all pull look young, <laughs> pull over here. Now me, I was underage as well. And everyone on, and people on my raft, we just didn't, we were like, no. And we just kept paddling, but no, we had, there I was had you, Rebic who right. wanted to be the good Samaritan. And I'm like, right. I am underage. I am not doing this. And I attempted to jump and he grabbed me by my shorts and, uh, when, when they got up there, they started asking people's age. They just told me to get out. And I'm like, you didn't ask my age. And I'm like, well, how old are you? I'm fucking 18. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and get out. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> and you were a young looking 18 as well. So, Very. <laughs> um, that was the easy one. I remember Sideshow also got a ticket, but I don't know if he ever paid it or anything. But I remember they wrote him one. Something no, happened. See, he, he, he listened to my cousin, uh, Vinny, uh, started to do it. And he started to give complete fake information completely. And they started hollering like, well, who's this? He goes, oh, that's my nickname. So he got complete false information. Sideshow ended up changing the last little bit of his shit. And yeah, I was just an idiot. And I gave it all right. Yeah. So that's when I first met you. It was the day you got drunk on the float trip. So that was half entertaining. And then you were our outstanding pledge. You were like, mister, I'm going to learn everything the fastest and be the best pledge yeah. that ever was. Um, I was getting really fucked up when we were pledging, probably. I learned shit eventually. I was oh, not yeah. outstanding pledge. Oh, yeah. But um, I was like the backbone, you know? You were, definitely. Like like everyone, like, I remember, because uh, I moved in with my cousin partway through the semester, and he was like, he wanted to hang out with you. He's like, does Jay come over here? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I remember your cousin, Vince, uh, very well. I don't want to give away too much of his business. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I will say when we were pledging, because I don't care about that. It's a long time ago. He was like, yeah, I smoke some pot, but it's not like a big deal. And I was, and a lot of people have that opinion. And I'm not, you can, like, you're right. You don't have to think yeah. pot's the coolest shit in the world. But I just, someone's like, well, you've never done it right. Cause no one's hung out with me and smoked pot. And I had a good time. Like we're gonna have fun, bro. And so he came over and we ordered like $50 worth of Sonic. I remember just fucking mm -hmm. mozzarella sticks and onion rings and French fry. All this shit and played video games, watch movies, and then he was like, this is the most fun day ever. And then he became a habitual pot smoker for a minute. I don't know if he is now or not. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to get in his business. He might be completely uh, clean and sober of the marijuana. But at that time, I felt horrible because there are many of people I made into like a, oh, yeah, that's something you do now because I got you into it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> Maybe I was a bad influence a time or two. Um, so... Let's try to think of any other funny. Uh, I have a few things. Honestly, the last time I saw you before today is my favorite memory of you. <laughs> maybe the last time, maybe the last time I saw you was at your wedding, and this was the time before that. But they're close, right? So the one I'm thinking of is uh, it, was, it was either slightly before or slightly after the wedding, right? And we so, came over, uh, and you had the six footer. <laughs> I have this. Um, I had this apartment like a block from where I'm at right now. Um, and you and your now wife came mm -hmm. over, and I think you were trying to show off or something. And I took I a it, we did have a six foot bong, but that's not the part no. I was getting to. Um, we had this glass bong, it was just fucking big, durable, greenish, white, clear mm -hmm. fucking bong. And I 
I take a huge hit because that's what I like to do, right? And then I'm yep. gonna cough like a motherfucker, have like a blown out sinus cavity, and then I feel like you were like, I'm gonna match that. I'm gonna take a hit. No, just I as attempted big. to say no, but I couldn't. Like I was just shaking my head, and you're like twin hits. <laughs> I was like. And I couldn't speak, and so, and so I, I did it anyway. <laughs> I, I think about this moment a lot, actually, uh, so I'm glad it happened. So me and Powell actually talk about this once a year. Bring comes over like, you remember when that shit happened? So you take this huge hit, and then we look in your face, and you could tell you're going to throw up. But when you threw up, <laughs> it literally looked like a can, like the size of a can, uh, like dimensions completely, like a cylinder with two flat ends just came out of your mouth like a cartoon turd. And then it just fucking hit and then it exploded everywhere. But like, it didn't come out like a fluid out of your mouth. No. Like, you threw up a big resin turd. And it was so funny. Like, I wasn't even mad you threw up all over my shit. I was like, this shit was crazy. And um, then you went and you're like, I knew I got these sheets out for a reason today. Yep. <laughs> and like, you had them out ready to go. And I like panicked and started cleaning shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had a few people throw up my house. Another funny throw up moment. You might remember another fraternity brother of ours who, I think he pledged, he probably made it through, Ryan Enos. Yep, Ryan. He was a little guy as well, you know. Uh, he didn't like, me and him didn't get along when he was pledging, right? Because uh, something, I mean, I'm kind of mean in general. I, I, yeah, overall, little, I'm kind of a mean person. You're a little bit of a dick, it's all right. Um, but like, I'm pretty cool to people I like, but very. I'm just a, very much a dick to people I don't. And I kind of don't like people that grew up rich, I don't know. I mean, I, that's a flaw I have is right. I'm judgy of people who grew up rich and I was under the impression he did. So I didn't like him. And then we were playing beer pong and I kept making fun of him until, uh, he got very emotional about me making fun of him. And then Clayton Holderby, who listens to this podcast every once in a while, he claims, uh, who is also a mutual friend of ours. He was like, Hey, he should get to come over to your house and hang out. You would like him. Y'all be friends and you're too mean to him. And I was like, Fuck you, Clayton, but I guess he can come over. And he came over, and we got real high, and we watched the movie Sex Drive. And then in the middle of the movie Sex Drive, his cheek swells up with vomit. He runs to my bathroom and throws up all over my bathroom. And I was like, never again will I listen to you, Clayton. <laughs> and I gave Ryan and Clayton shit about that for six months or whatever. Oh. So, so anyway, people always threw up in my house. Also, I had gravity bongs and shit. And that was always why people would, another reason people would throw up. Um, yeah. I did things very big. Go big, go home, man. Sounds good. Um, I remember, let's see, our first formal was a kind of a thing that was kind of a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a big deal, but it was like prom with alcohol. That's fun. Got real fucked up at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the other formals after. I mean, that's just kind of what you do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and we just get high a lot. We did. A lot. That was basically college. And then I had to quit, uh, I think I quit the semester after Squared died because I got all I got zero credits the year Squared died or that See, semester. I didn't even know like I didn't find out he died till like six seven months after. Yeah, he was at my house like twelve hours before he died, so I wow. felt real like Part I, don't of know. I probably didn't handle it well. And then yeah. um, I just didn't go to class, and by the time I was like, "Hey, can I drop these?" They're like, "No, it's too late." So I was like, "Fuck!" Well, I guess I failed those classes. So. I had one horrible semester, and after that, I was like, I just can't be in the fraternity because y'all fucking party too much. There's too much shit for me to do all the time, and I I just got to focus on, uh, I had to go more introverted, which I am still to this day, um, and be like, I got to just do fucking schoolwork and work, schoolwork and work, and that's what I got to do. I can't be doing anything else. So uh, I'm not speaking negatively on the fraternity, but I could not do it personally because it felt like the only thing I liked about the fraternity was outside of school stuff. 
right? When people are like, oh, we're going to win awards for the best GP. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm getting fucked up tonight, right? That's why we're in the <laughs> that's, fraternity. That's kind of how you, honestly, like, I get asked, why did you join? I'm like, well, I don't know, but the parties were fun. <laughs> right. And, like, and a that, lot of people say paying for friends or whatever. And sure, I don't, I mean, whatever. I didn't have any friends to begin with before that. So I guess that was what happened. But either way, I'm not friends with everyone. There's like, don't eight or I've, nine people that are really that I have fond memories of, and then there's a bunch I'm like fucking douchebag. So. Oh yeah, I mean I enjoyed a lot of the people that were like around us in our age group that right. hung out with us. I mean fraternity, no fraternity. I think we'd still all just hang out and do the same shit. Uh, maybe if you happen to meet if each you other. if you run into I mean if you run into so each like other. Me and Powell and knew each other before college, so we right. would have been friends. And I knew LV. Um, we wouldn't be. I mean, we'd be probably in the same situation as we are now, where he's in jail and. I haven't wrote him in over a year, and I feel like a dick about it, but it's just like, forget. Yeah. And it's like, well, he's going to be in jail for 30 years. I mean, you forget to write, motherfuckers, because then you just feel bad when he writes back some shit of like, be uh, cool if someone bought me a $350 12-inch TV. And I'm like, what? The, why are they so much money? I, I don't have that much money, bro. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe if I blew up all these beats. Uh, So, yeah, that's how Shirley went. So you got married, and then you eventually finished school, had kids, yeah, I uh, got married in 2010 to Kayla, and then we had a daughter the next year, and then, like a few years later we had a boy. So we got two now. Right on. Are yeah. you done, or are you going to be like powwow and try to keep going forever? I ain't, ain't going to be like powwow and hump like a damn rabbit, man. I mean, yeah, I think we're done. See, powwow claims he's done, um, but I've heard Jill. Jill wants a daughter, and she wants to keep going forever until they get a daughter, So, because they have two boys. Powwow's going to end up like that British couple that, did you, did you ever read about that? The British couple over there, they have like 10 boys, and then they finally on their 11th kid had a girl. All like right. the, the wife was pregnant for like eight straight years. Well, I mean, if that's your fetish I, as a man, there you go. Powwow, get ready for eight years, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's been a while, but maybe Jill's calmed down. Uh, I, something I find funny, and I think you will as well if you remember Powwow back in the day, he was always so racist against uh, Indians that didn't look Indian. Or natives, it didn't look native of people. Yeah, it was, like, it was like people like me. <laughs> right. Well, because like, if I, I mean, I don't have a clue what I am, right? But uh, like, if say if I was like 164th and had mm-hmm. a card, he would be like, fucking bitch ass with your blue eyes claiming you're Indian. <laughs> right? Powell just doesn't like that shit. And I love the fact both his sons have red hair, fucking white ass skin, and blue eyes. And it, maybe they don't have blue eyes, maybe they, uh, they're brown. But either way, they have red hair and the white skin. I just love it that he's going to be taking them to powwow someday, and there's going to be other natives like those fucking white kids out here dancing. <laughs> I just feel like it's karma, uh, and every time I think about it, it makes me laugh. So That's true. Um, all right, man. You got anything else you want to say? Since you're, like, I, I know you've been listening to a few episodes. How do you like the podcast? Is it the worst thing ever? Dude, it's fucking terrible. No, I, I actually, actually, I really like it a lot. I mean, I kind of sit there, and it kind of gets me to reminisce and think about things that used to happen i'm like oh yeah that shit happened i remember that and then then it'll get me talking to my wife because we'll listen to it together and uh just when we're on a car ride wherever i gotta go and we'll listen to it we get my father-in-law listen to it and mother-in-law like we're all in the car just oh, listening my kids are even in the far back like they're listening they're like are you listening to mo again yeah shut up i can't hear uh, like turn it up <laughs> well so, the language is horrible the language but... is awful but i'm like you know what they're gonna hear it eventually anyway just I tell him like I'll try to be smarter in the future. Okay, so no, last night my kid, we went to eat. We went to a ball game last night. Went to Chili's afterwards, 
and he had a crayon and was like sticking it in between like at uh, the salt and the holder. Okay. And uh, it got stuck, and he goes, what the hell? I'm like, shit. <laughs> and he's yeah. like three, and I'm like, damn it. I think but, it's okay now, though, you know? It is, but, you know, when he's sitting back there in the back playing in the room with the kids, and all of a sudden you hear, fuck. That's yeah. the problem, yeah. So <laughs> I'm I, like, yeah. I was just talking that. to Kubi. We were watching some show, and uh, something said as hell. They go, that's cheap as hell on something. And I go, mm-hmm. that sounds so corny because no one says as hell. They say as fuck. Like, if anyone's anyone's like, that's boring as fuck. That's cool as fuck. Like as fuck is just the term. So if anyone says yeah. as hell, it's like, oh, you're like way behind. Yeah. No one says as hell anymore. So I feel like eventually kids will all get to say hell and damn and bitch. And then eventually fuck will be the only bad word because that's where we're moving. It's kind of how it is anyway already. I mean, I bought a card game one time and it was it was the same thing. She had any swear word you wanted, but if you said the F word, you ended up having to take a drink and you lost you had to take the whole pile of cards. So it was oh, like interesting. the F word was really the only the F word was the only bad word. See, my problem. I think if I ever had a kid, uh, my language would probably get better because I'd be thinking about it more often. But I just don't think about it now. When I'm at work, I'm in work mode, and I, I try not to cuss. You know, that's the only talk. time. That's the only time I find myself doing proper, not speaking that way. Is I'm interacting with other people's kids working at school, but. Right. Other than that, when I'm at home, I try to be open and honest about who I am and how I'm doing things, and kids just follow it, and they're like, yeah, it's just dad. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So you're just going to keep the old, like, angry cussing dad thing alive. That's awesome. That's how I grew up. I mean, I sat there the other day, my girl was acting like a turd, and I sat there, and I'm like, you can't act like a bitch and get away with something like that. You just can't do that. And she looked at me, and I was like, I'm sorry to say that, but when you act like a turd and you get called out, just... Do what you're supposed to. And then, I mean, I got two good kids. They do everything they're supposed to, and but sometimes they just act like turds. They get tired. They're kids. Yeah. I know nothing of this world, and I'm glad. I'm glad. People ask you all the time. I'm like, eh, um. I know I asked you, and I was like, eh, come on, Mo. There's got to be a little Mo. No. I'm okay without it. <laughs> um, Maybe a robot in the future. Someday we can have little robot babies. That's what I'm living for. Um, All right, let's see where we're at here. All right. I think we're good enough. So anything else before you get out of here, man? Uh, I heard something about y'all asked about the bus accident. You and Powell, I talked about it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was crazy. We, yeah, uh, I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't know how fucking crazy it was. I mean, it was, it, it was, pro- it was very intense. I mean. So I, we said, uh, in case you didn't, you said that in the bus accident. Yeah. So you were driving a school bus. Yeah, we went to uh, – there was no school on that Friday. Cause it, um, and we went up to Okemita for a ball game. And um, that day, I'd, the girl that – there was a girl that passed. Um, well, she was one of the last ones at practice before we left to take a break, get on the bus. So I took her to the bank to go see her mom so I could go home, get something to eat, get my kids all situated, stuff like that. And then we ended up going up to the ball game. And we played the ball game and stuff like that. And we come back. Um, and then, you know – I ended up dropping a kid off along the way at Brahms and Seminole because um, their parents were there waiting. So I ended up dropping her off there. And there was uh, seven of us on the bus, me and six of the kids. And we're coming back. And one of the kids is like, hey, can you drop me off at the church to my parents? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, getting home. Right. And they were like, come on, let's just stop and eat. And I was like, I really don't want to. I want to get home to my kids. Like, I've been gone all day to practice. We went all day to a ball game over about an hour away. Like, I'm ready to get home. Like, so 
we ended up going back, and as we're coming back around the Bowlegs Curve and stuff like that, I never noticed, but there was a ton of cop cars sitting up there, and like this guy, I guess, had been reported for like right. running people off the road and stuff for like ten miles. And my first, like, my thought now that when I think about, it, I'm like, why did y'all let him go for like ten miles running people off the road and nothing happened? Right. That's what was crazy. We ended up going around the curve and uh, I'm talking to all these kids and stuff like that and having some conversations about things that I look forward to what to work on and stuff and all of a sudden like I just get like tunnel vision of seeing this car coming and uh, I just remember yelling out as I see the lies I'm like guys brace yourself like scream to him and then uh I've tried to veer but I mean if I'd have veered towards like the shoulder it was like a drop off so, right like, well you might have rolled the bus as well I would think. yeah we would have we rolled the bus down into the creek like it would it have been a lot worse than what right. it was so I veered into the center hoping that they would just catch because I knew we were going to hit. Like there was no way I was going to get like a 30 foot bus like right. out of the way of this car. I mean, if I had turned to the right, went to the shoulder, I mean, drunk people naturally just follow right. the lights. Like they're like, Oh, that's the way the car, that's the way the road goes. So they, they do that. Ended up hit his head on. He never turned. And like, uh, I got knocked out for a minute and came to, and I came to, I saw fire from the other car and I look and there's only like two kids on the bus, and there was seven of us on there. There's right. Only, I saw two. Um, I ended up the girl that passed. I didn't find her. She was like tucked up underneath because the dash had an up under part, and that's where they ended up finding her on. But I ended up getting two of the kids off. And uh, actually, I stopped. I talked to one of the girls last night. She, uh, she came up, talked to me and stuff, and I ended up telling her a story because she played first base and she was like, never would drop into the splits catch ball. I was like, that night you you turned into a damn toothpick and like went flat straight out that window. Like you were not, <laughs> you went into a full split and then you hobbled as far as fast as you can running down the road. I was like, you need to get back here. No. But yeah, we ended up, I tried finding the other ones and uh, I wasn't allowed to go back past the bus and I had three kids with me. One of the girls, I, we figure out, ended up probably getting like double counted from a cop on one side and she ended up coming over back with me and got double counted and that's how it, I mean, it was one of those things that was very terrible situation, but right. had a lot of abrasions and lacerations, bruises, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it was a huge news story when it happened. Like a guy I work with lives in Conowal, so he was always talking about it. And I recently, when you were like, "Oh yeah, I was driving that bus," I told him he was like, "You know the guy driving that bus?" I was like, "Yep." And he goes, "Scroggins?" And I go, "Well, close enough. Yeah, yeah. I know him." <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. I was like, "Yeah, most people." I'm like, "Yeah." And uh, they they say scrogging though. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. I'll take it. There's no R, but that's me. I yeah. guess. So. Dude, I get it. Fucking people fucking suck at names. See, I can't even not say fuck on a podcast. See, that's what happens, man. We just it is what it is. But <laughs> too difficult. Oh shit! I just put a I had a beat come out like an hour ago, and I forgot to share it. God damn it! It's hard being a media mogul. There you, you go. Know. Um. All right, man. Well, that's all I got. Thanks for coming on. We'll have more shit in the future, I'm sure. We'll just think of stuff to talk about. And uh, Oh, for sure. But, you know. Yeah, like- we. Uh, I remember the first time we had Hurricane Hayes with us. We went down to Warica. Oh, yeah. The Warica trip was a decent one. Yeah. Top box one. van the whole way. And then yeah, chanted you- when we got shad down there down in Main Street. <laughs> no fucking reason. <laughs> uh, you got a stein your eye. We, we hot box a van so much that Jay, who was driving the van... Uh, with the window cracked, 
uh, all the smoke kept coming like right in front of your face, and then you had a huge fucking stop for like a week afterwards. Yeah, I could. I forgot about the stop, but yeah, I remember doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> we were feeling bad. I was like, "Gosh, shit, we got him a shitty ass stop." And yeah. it was the van had like one of the bench seats out, so it was just like everyone piled in. Yeah, we were just everywhere. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But all right, peace, man. All right, we'll see you. All right, and the last thing we're going to end on on this episode is a little different, uh, but these homies just hit me up, asked if I would do it. I was like, of course, uh, if any other artists are listening, it's also available if you're curious. Uh, the name of this song, we're basically going to do a world premiere, so we don't have a music episode coming out this week. Uh, we'll probably have one next week, hopefully if we get enough songs, uh, but we're going to world premiere this song. It comes out two days from now of the release of this episode, so this Friday, look out for it. Uh, the homies, Orvius an A-piece edition. Now, I didn't get any info on their whole project. I thought uh, Orvius had told me they had a whole project coming out. I don't know the name or the date or any of that, but uh, anyway, go follow Orvius. That's O-R-V-I-A-S, and then A-piece edition, A-P space S-E-D-I-T-I-O-N. The name of this song is Closest to Changes, so we're going to end this episode with a world premiere of that. Uh, Thanks for checking us out. Every night, every single day Now I live a little better, increased pay My son getting older, my beard turning gray But I know my time won't be wasteful Sander on the way, I know AP grateful Cause having a child could change you for the better I see the sun rising in the stormy weather Yeah You should be happy you breathing Cause there's people out there that was born retarded Tell them I ain't a rapper, I'm just an artist I paint a picture that's vivid, vindictive people never listen So I changed from a kid wearing hella chains Changed from a kid scraping out the change Changed from a kid who didn't have no clothes to change into But I changed into a better person so I don't turn out like my father But my father never even met his own father I really, really hope my son get to know his father Get to know his father The way I wish I could have But when I look back I wouldn't change nothing The pain made me tougher It's your choice if you wanna sit around and suffer I'm closer to changes I'm closing the book Cause the pages are filter The raging My brain is so built up But I gotta let it go Yeah You know call my ziggas toe Cleanse your soul Cleanse your soul